When you think back to any earth science class you've taken at any point in your life, what do you think about? Perhaps your first introduction to earth science was in elementary school when you learned about the rock cycle and the shapes of clouds. Or maybe you took honors earth science in high school to fill a requirement, but only covered the basics a little more in depth than in elementary school. If you're a student at NC State or another university, you probably have been obligated to take a natural science course to fill your general education program or GEP requirement. For the average student, these examples are probably on the high end of the spectrum of earth science education. Why did I make you relive the past 10 years of your academic career? I did it to drive home a point I believe to be crucial in today's educational system, a lack of earth science education. Speaking from my own experiences in high school, earth science was seen as a throwaway class, a class that you could take to goof off in and still expect an easy A. It was not required at my high school to take earth science, but I did it anyway because I've been interested in studying geology since childhood. I was incredibly disappointed in my high school class, and now that I am studying geology at the college level, I believe that more could have been done in my high school to make the course enjoyable and interesting. The first point I want to discuss is that earth sciences should be taught differently in elementary, middle, and high school. At the college level, geology is a discipline that explains how the earth works and unveils our planet's history. It is made up of a variety of disciplines and is way more complex than the nickname Rocks for Jocks would have one believe. However, I did not even get a glimpse of this in my high school class. I honestly don't even remember what we talked about other than volcanoes and the water cycle. Of course, I'm not a teacher, but I've discussed this topic extensively with my friends who plan on becoming earth science teachers. The suggestions I will make will be solely based on my own personal expectations and experiences. I think that pre-college earth science classes should reflect college classes, but at an appropriate course level. High school students should have opportunities to take trips into the field with their classes to see geology in action. I think more earth science topics should be discussed in high school outside of the basics, like glaciers, climate change, and marine science. I believe students should be taught the basics of earth history because many prominent earth scientists are using paleoclimate to understand climate change in the future. I think that geologic history should be taught along evolutionary biology as the two topics are intertwined. I could go on and on, but my main point is that since earth science affects our everyday lives, more emphasis should be put on the amount and variety of topics taught in school. I also believe that students enrolled in any university program should be highly recommended to take an earth science class. Once again, I understand that changing college curricula is not easy. However, most colleges require some sort of science GEP, especially for non-STEM students. I believe that earth science classes provide a realistic science that applies to every person's life. In addition, climate change will be one of the biggest challenges to humanity throughout the next century, and it will be crucial for America's educated population to have a working understanding of earth and climate science. I also believe that for earth science courses to be truly useful to all students, once again, a broader range of topics will need to be taught. Most of my friends who are in MEA 100 or 101 took it as an easy GEP. While I am glad that these students are taking earth science classes, I think that more specialized introductory topic courses in the geosciences would make useful GEP classes. 
There are some parts of NC State's curriculum that I do like too. When I was taking my introductory geology courses during my freshman and sophomore years, I met a lot of non-Earth science majors who were required to take two science courses to fill their GEP requirements. This meant that they had to dive a little more in-depth into their chosen discipline. Geology 1 is a class focused on the broad basics of geology, while Geology 2 focuses on Earth history, evolution, and how the planet has changed over its 4.6 billion year lifespan. I like that these students were able to get a more full understanding of basic geology through this course, but also that it covered some crucial topics related to our modern understanding of climate and how life responds to changes on the planet. Another reason I think that all college students should push themselves to take an earth science course is its broad range of topics and applicability to other disciplines. I have taken several courses here at NC State that could easily overlap with another field of work. For example, my exploration geophysics class involved electromagnetic physics, environmental science, computer programming, and archaeology. As I mentioned earlier, historical geology covers a lot of evolutionary biology. Mineralogy deals with the economic and historical importance of rocks and minerals. The list could go on and on. I guarantee that almost any major, especially STEM degrees, can connect their work back to a subdiscipline of earth science. These are the reasons I believe that earth science should be made a higher priority in education. Our planet and its history are intertwined with humanity's everyday lives and experiences. I think that a better overall understanding of earth science will help the next generation be the leaders in combating climate change and lead to a more sustainable tomorrow. This has been Marissa Jordan for Eye on the Triangle. First time I had my period, I was in fifth grade and I had a friend over for a sleepover and I remember just going to the bathroom and seeing blood in my underwear and then going upstairs to my mom and telling her. I was really excited because I was like, I'm a grown up now. And um, I didn't tell my friend who was sleeping over, but I do remember I was like, hey, her name was Ellie. I was like, hey, Ellie, I have to sleep in my mom's bed tonight, but you can still sleep over because like, I don't know, special I want to share with my mom. So like Ellie slept in my room and I slept in my mom's bed. Um, I was a freshman in high school. Uh, I did, I started at home, so it wasn't at school or anything, so it wasn't a big deal, but it was just something that was new to me. During the first period at NC State meeting I attended, the group was asked to share their first period stories. There is a prevalent stigma around periods and very few people are willing to talk about them, but sharing these stories can make menstruation liberating. To help break down the stigma, I decided to ask people about menstruation. I'm Mare, and today I'm going to be interviewing you about menstruation. Cool. My name's Camille, and I'm going to be answering your questions about menstruation. I'm Jaden Widow, and I'm a criminology major. I don't know anything about menstruation. I'm Josh. That was everyone. <laughs> menstruation, really? You're just going to throw that on me. I had zero contacts, no idea, just menstruation. I don't know anything about menstruation. Um, I'm Niambe, <laughs> um, first year at NC State. Hey, I'm Nico. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm a faith, and I have periods. Tell me about the first time that you had your period. That is your story. <laughs> Um, seventh grade. 
it, I had it for two days, but I didn't know it was my period until the third day. I didn't cramp. I bled a little bit, but it wasn't a lot. But um, I noticed there were stains. I was like, Mom, why am I pooping on myself? <laughs> and she was like, what? And she looked at it and was like, oh, you're on your period. Um, I was just chilling at my desk with my feet up, like on my desk, like watching um, some YouTube video on my monitor. At the time, I like had built my own PC. I was like, wow. So I would just like spend hours like watching this monitor, like and with my feet up. And then I put my feet down and like I get up and all of a sudden I just like feel this like whoosh <laughs> of like warmth <laughs> to my area down there <laughs> and um I like did not know at all like what was happening I got really really scared and then you know went to the bathroom underwear had blood in it I was like oh damn um I went upstairs to my mom to like tell her and she got so excited <laughs> like she was like oh my god like this is the day like this is such an exciting moment I was like okay <laughs> and she like went out right away bought a bunch of like pads and tampons she had her tubes tied earlier that year so like she didn't have any like supplies she went and got like my favorite candy her favorite candy she was like trying to teach me how to put a tampon in I don't know it was a it was a big moment for her more than it was for me I was really in shock about like how ecstatic she was about it but yeah I just remember like complete shock in the moment then more shock towards my mom's reaction of it I think I was in seventh grade and I was on vacation and like I just remember I was really sad because like when I was younger, I just did not want to grow up. And so I was like, oh, no, this means I like I really did. So I just remember it was not like like I wasn't really excited about it. Why do people get periods? Well, you know, there's a thing called your uterus shedding and, you know, (laughs) the lining of it. Right. And, you know, the eggs, you know, they can't get sperm, whatever. And they got to come out somehow. Hi, I'm Nolan. And today I'll be answering questions about menstruation. A period is um, something that happens roughly every four weeks. People with vagina get them periods because it's the lining of their uterus. Shaving. I don't know the word for it, but yeah, they bleed like the dead tissue. Oh, wait. Um, people get a period if, I know if they're not pregnant, so I know, like, the egg, if it's not, like, fertilized, it'll just, the uterine wall will, like, shed its lining, I'm pretty sure. It's when the egg comes out of the female's fallopian tube and, like, hatches onto the uterus and your uterus, like, starts producing mucus and stuff to start growing a baby, but if you don't get any sperm to fertilize that egg then the egg and the lining of the uterus shed out, and it happens every three weeks. According to youngwomenshealth.org, when you're born, your ovaries are filled with hundreds of thousands of eggs. After puberty, your brain tells your ovaries to make hormones, such as estrogen, to release an egg each month. When the egg isn't fertilized, the lining of the uterus will become thicker and eventually pass through your body in the form of a period. One thing that reinforces the stigma around menstruation is the misconception about who gets periods. I'm Kyle, and I guess today I'll be answering questions about menstruation. Who gets periods? I guess biological females. Women. Cows. Cows get get periods? Yeah, you know, a female dog can get periods if you don't have them neutered. 
I, I knew that one. I didn't know cows could get periods. Yeah. Though. Females. Women. Women? Oh, like, I feel like not kids, right? Like, you gotta... <laughs> not kids. <laughs> like, not, not like... How can I say? Because, like, I know boys can have a period, too. Because, like, you know... Well, just I would just say people with vaginas. But also, I guess some people, if you have, like, an eating disorder, it can mess with, like, your menstrual cycle... Anyone with a vagina can get a period, and even some people with vaginas do not get periods. The average person who has a period will experience about 150 of them in their lifetime. How periods are portrayed in the media play a big part into how the stigma is reinforced, as well as how period products are advertised. I'm Tori. My name is Jordan. How do you see periods portrayed in the media? Um, they're always, like, sporty. You're always sporty if you, like, all the advertisements for tampons are like, look, you can play tennis while you're on your period. Like, they're all about sports. Like, it's not really brought up. And, like, I think that's part of the problem is, you know, no one really talks about it. Something that gets completely swept under the rug with, like, maybe in, like, a couple of coming coming of age stories with, like, females, which are rare in and of themselves. Like, coming of age stories are often with males um you know it's it's something that's definitely glossed over something I mean it's more like I'm getting hair or like I'm attracted to boys but I think it's so taboo to talk about menstruation that it doesn't even like get portrayed as much as it is prevalent and probably should be portrayed (laughs) that's the thing I think they're hardly portrayed in the media and then when they are it's um often like over dramatized well I, I can't speak from personal experience but that that's just the way it seems to me it's something bad I guess like first of all you don't really get anything about like in movies you never see girls in the period it's just like non-existent so like first of all it's not like something that's covered a lot like you don't see enough of it and you know if you don't know enough about something you're not gonna like it when was the first time you knew about periods well, I guess it's like a young boy, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, if I really knew what it was up until when my sister got it, which I was probably in eighth grade, but I guess you kind of already, or no, I, I heard my friends getting it in like sixth and seventh grade, I guess, but I didn't really know, know what it was, I guess. And then or maybe in like the seventh or eighth grade, my mom told me what like really was like, this is what a period is, I guess. Um, well, I go to an all-girls sleepaway camp, so, like, we talk about periods all the time, and, like, I've, like, been there when people have learned how to use tampons, but, like, me, myself, when, the first time I used it, I was by myself. Maybe when I was younger, but, I, like I said, like, um, I was very much like, no, I'm going to stay a kid forever, so if my mom ever did try to talk about it, I kind of, like, like, she would talk, but I wouldn't really listen. My mom, like, one time, she was like, Faith, you're going to bleed. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you're going to bleed, and you're going to bleed a lot. Uh, Probably, like, early middle school from, like, the first sex ed class you had to take in, like, sixth grade. First time I heard about them was because I have two older sisters, and I guess when they reached that age, that's when my small concept of what a period is began to develop. I learned about it in school, in, um, like, just health class in fifth grade. And I talked about it, like I have an older sister, and so I've heard her talk about it. 
I remember in fifth grade, we had a talk, um, you know, the talk where like the boys go to one room and the girls go to the other room and them talking about like periods and sexual attraction and like what a tampon is and everybody being like, what the heck? Like, what does that even mean? A lack of period education can make the natural process seem trivial and can isolate the people who experience it. Educating people about menstruation is one way that period at NC State works against the menstrual stigma, but they focus mainly on helping those who cannot afford period products gain access to them. Particularly, period at NC State realizes the need for such products among excluded groups. Many organizations draw lines around who can receive free period products, often excluding those in the transgender community. Period at NC State believes that menstrual care is important for anyone that may need it. It's crucial to recognize the period stigma and the negative effects it can have on people and to work towards human interaction without alienation because of something that is natural. You can get involved with Period at NC State by finding them on the NCSU website, the link on this blog, or emailing their chapter president, Jackie, at jlannin at ncsu.edu. Thanks for listening. That's it. The whole thing was just, hey, menstruation. Yeah. Yeah, what's this for? <laughs>